nowadays we have so many resources. Like back in the day, if you tried to do a website yourself, it would probably take a lot longer and cost you a lot more money. But it, you know, we're going into 2021. Every business should and could have a website for themselves. And it's so much more accessible nowadays. So um, I always say like, don't let the techie stuff get in the way. Don't let that scare you because it's totally doable. You know, I'm just a hairstylist. How am I supposed to be a photographer, a social media manager, a receptionist, a marketing manager, and an entrepreneur as well? Welcome to the Secret Life of a Hairstylist podcast, where we shatter the term, I'm just a hairstylist and help inspire you behind the chair. I'm Samantha, and I'm a hairstylist, educator, and salon owner, and I want to help inspire you with tips from how to manage your social media, to how to sell retail, to how to continue a positive mindset making you more money as a stylist. Every week, I will share my own experiences over the last 10 years, plus bring in amazing experts from all over the hair industry to share their secrets on success. So what do you say? Are you ready to challenge yourself, get inspired, and build your dream business behind the chair? So Piper and I were chatting after the episode and we were trying to come up with something to offer somebody that would be beneficial for them to start off the new year. So what we decided is Piper is going to be giving away a one-on-one branding mentorship hour valued at $297. So all you have to do is take a screenshot of this episode, share it to your Instagram stories and take both Piper and I in this episode. So myself at secret life of a underscore hairstylist and at Piper D young Piper D E young. And we will be announcing a winner on January 15th of 2021. So one person will win this. So good luck. And I hope that you enjoy this episode. How have you been? Um, I've been surviving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, been, um, it's been an interesting, well, year, but uh, especially the last month has been weird and crazy. We had to shut down again. So yeah. Yeah. So that's been uh, a Is this your, your second shutdown? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. California just shut down and this is our third, like literally yesterday. And, um, so many from what I've already just seen online and even like personal conversations, so many people are just really fed up and they're like, we're not Mm -hmm. closing our doors. Like we're safe. We're going to continue to be safe. But like, I just think it's insane right before the holiday (laughs) to do that. I I mean, like I I get it. It's such a tricky, it's like people, you want to, keep people safe, but at the same time, how are people supposed to survive? I don't even know. It's, I don't know. I'm torn. So it's so hard. And I mean, especially for the service industry, like it's the busiest time of year for all of us. So restaurants included, like it's just so crazy. So we're just figuring it out. And, and I keep saying the only the only upside to us being shut down at this time of the year is that people are willing to spend. Yeah. So we have our online stores and people are willing to spend through the online stores. And that's the only like upside to being shut down at this time of the year. So do you have online, like, um, like an online store or some sort of like commerce set up for your business online right now? 
Yeah. Yeah, we do. We have, um, all of our products. We have like root touch up kits and all that kind of stuff just to keep us going through the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. We had a lot of, um, with this year's Ember, um, that's yeah. a whole nother thing we'll have to get into, but we did, uh, we did group coaching, um, for all of our attendees, which was like a new thing we've never done, but we mm-hmm. did that. And one of the things we talked about was retail and actually just the importance of retail, even surviving now in COVID era, um, and being able to offer online retail. But, um, one of our attendees, um, actually she was, she attended last year's retreat and now we brought her back as a mentor. She's super amazing, but she owns a salon in Jacksonville, Florida. And she was talking about, she's like, I don't just retail like, um, you know, shampoo and conditioner and dry shampoo. She's like, I have candles. I have different things. She's like, because your customer is, she's like, she's like, I have the same candles that some of them, they sell in anthropology. They could go buy them there or they're going to buy them with me because I'm going to offer and try and upsell them. And I was like, that's mm-hmm. so smart. I almost feel like as, as stylists, like in our industry, we almost have to think beyond just shampoo and conditioner right now too. Like if, you know, like mm-hmm. if this is going to be kind of that uncertainty, you know? Yeah, it's so true. I've been looking into like different products to sell and everything. And I think the only struggle is the initial investment of it. Right, right. And that's where it's like, oh my gosh, are these going to actually sell? And then now you've like paid all this money into it and you don't have the cash flow. So you just have to be very strategic with which ones that you choose to purchase. But um, yeah, we've been looking into some certain things, different things. And, and just even, you know what, I what I have found has worked the best Uh out of all of our retail is just bundling what you have. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like people don't buy those products regularly, but all of a sudden you put it into a beauty box and they go crazy. They're like, Oh my God. It's literally, it's really all about the, um, the presentation almost Mm. the, and that takes it from buying shampoo to kind of an experience now. Mm. Like, and so, yeah, for sure. That's so smart. I totally agree. Yeah. So it's been interesting, but we're, you know, it, we're learning, we're growing with the times and (laughs) that's, I feel like that's all you really can do right now, Mm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so as we're like getting right into the topics, (laughs) I know. I know. I was like, I don't, yeah, no, seriously, <laughs> whatever you want to talk about today, I'm an open book. Well, we'll just kind of start with who you are for those listening in, um, and kind of how you got into your side of the business. Cause yeah. you kind of started in like a whole different, um, a whole different like niche of, of the beauty industry. Yeah, definitely. Well, for those that are listening and we've never met before, my name is Piper. Uh, I am a, I'm a makeup artist turned um, graphic designer and web designer. And um, I like to say the business I have today is like a big marriage of everything I've really done in my career thus far. Um, But I am a brand mentor. So I help hairstylists and makeup artists style their business with branding and web design. 
Um, and then I also just launched a new course uh, in at the end of September for um, hairstylist makeup artists that are wanting to build a professional looking website and brand. Um, and they're kind of wanting to DIY it themselves. Maybe they, they can't invest in like a, a graphic designer or web designer. And this course has really been like my baby. I've worked on it for like two years, but it really like takes my students through my process. Um, and it's very step-by-step -step. and I actually like I give templates, like I give, I give it all because I've been there before and I know like what your, what the beauty client is looking for. So when they land on your website, like I walk you through everything you need to have to convert them to booking with you. So that's what I'm kind of doing right now. So yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's one thing that I specifically thought of you for, for building websites. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about on this episode. And, um, one thing that, well, a lot of people don't know about myself even is that I, um, I, well, I, I love marketing. Like marketing yeah. is my, it, I, it just interests me so much and um, there's so many different things to know about marketing and so many different branches off of it and everything. And um, I have, well, I built our entire website myself um, for our salon and then have helped a few different people build their websites as well. And there's just, there is so much to know about it and it's amazing. It's actually quite incredible how many people don't have a website for their salon or for their in their individual business or anything like that and and I've noticed even in the few well there's about like 10 or so salons in my area and like 70% of them don't have a website so it's it's quite crazy um how much it does make a difference and I have I've had countless people come into our salon who have actually like went right up to me and said like, I love your website. Like yeah. I found you through your website and they're, they're just complimented it so much that you don't realize until somebody says something to you, how much a website really makes a difference. Oh, for sure. For mm -hmm. sure. I mean, it's interesting to even hear you say how many people around you don't have a website because like for me, the way obviously we're living in like this social media age, right? So some, I think maybe a lot of people have thought just Instagram is good enough. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think what's going to separate you even more from your competition is like going that extra step. And like, I think not having a website, you miss out on in a, like another opportunity to connect with your client, to show them what you're all about, um, to make, have them like book easily with you, you miss out on those opportunities with social media. It's like, maybe they're going to land on the post that says you're what you're all about, right? Maybe they're going to find <laughs> that Friday introduction post out of how many posts, you know, like, and even having like highlights, like that's a great thing too. But again, I think there's something about a website that also like makes your business legit. You know, like, I don't know about you at the second, every time I've launched a website for my business, I'm just like, Whew, okay, like this is real, you know? <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I think it, it's so important. And nowadays we have so many resources, like back in the day, if you tried to do a website yourself, it would probably take a lot longer and cost you a lot more money, but it, you know, we're going into 2021, every business 
should and could have a website for themselves. And it's so much more accessible nowadays. So um, I always say like, don't let the techie stuff get in the way. Don't let that scare you because it's totally doable, you know? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and that is the thing, like there's so many different website builders out there now that have templates for you that can help you build it. And I've used a couple different ones and, and you just kind of have to figure out which one works better for you. But there's, there's so many easy ways to build a website now and make it look really good. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I am. uh, So, and I agree. There's so many different ones out there. I'm not one to like knock them like, Oh, this one's better than the other. Like, honestly, I'm all about like Squarespace. I eat, breathe, love Squarespace. That's what I use. (laughs) I love them so much. It's very easy. It's responsive. You're not having to like design and then design the mobile side of it. Like it all works together. So for me, that works. That's what I teach in my course. And I also, in my course, I offer my students three bonus templates that, um, they're already like pre-designed styled. They can just customize it, um, themselves if they want. But, um, going back to that, there are different options. I agree. You have to find what works for you, or you can trust someone that's going to recommend something. But Mm -hmm. the way I kind of like to put it for our people, right? Like our industry is like, there are so many different color lines out there, right? Okay. Yeah. (laughs) You may know a color line. Someone else may know a color line. You could probably get similar results. Maybe, you know, like you're going to have like this color line calls it something different or this, you know, like that's the way I kind of like to put it, like for people to understand there's no no one is necessarily better than the other. You just got to learn what works for you. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Um, So what would you suggest for somebody who, as an independent stylist, um, would you suggest them building a website versus, uh, um, or I guess what's the difference between an individual or independent stylist building a website versus a, a business, a salon business, brick and mortar with, a bunch of stylists, renting chairs and whatnot. Um, what would be the difference between those two building their own websites? Right. So first off, um, I'm like, which one do I want to address first? So, um, let's talk about the salon, right? So if you are a salon owner, you have stylists in your salon, I highly think it is, um, it is in your best interest to have a space for potential clients to know who is at your salon, the level of their, you know, like expertise, um, what your, your brand and like the experience of your salon is like, that's where I think having your salon website is really important. And a lot of like, even some of my one-on-one clients that I've worked with, um, not only do we use their website to like show off their menu, their team and how to book, but like, for example, one of my clients and actually both of my last salon clients, they're like, I also want to play a page on my website for new hires, you know, like, so if someone, if I'm going to post that we're hiring a new stylist, I don't want to sift through like someone sending me their email, like all that, like we want to systematize it. And that's where like forms can come in to like helping you keep your business organized and stuff like that. So again, as the salon owner, there's actually so many great ways to utilize your website. Um, and so that's where I would say like for the salon side and then the independent stylist, I think you absolutely need a website as well. And 
you essentially are your own brand at the same time too. So even though you might be a stylist in someone's salon, like you are, you're connecting, you're bringing in your clients, right? If that we're not talking commission, but maybe more, well, commission might too, you know, if they're out there networking and stuff like that, but like you're bringing in your clients, um, and you are your own brand. And so you have the opportunity to, again, stand out from people in your business, maybe even other people within your salon space. You know what I'm saying? Like I've, I've met girls who are in their booth renters at a salon and they're like busy, but then they're, they're, you know, like their coworker isn't really doing much to market themselves, to put their business out there, you know, and they're wondering like, well, why am I not getting clients? Why am I not booking people? How come this person's so busy? And it's like, there's, there's like the technical side of what we do. And then there's the business side. So you gotta, you gotta also be thinking strategically too. So hopefully that kind of answers a little bit of the difference of how I see them, but they also do live in harmony too. Yeah. And I think, cause I guess you could have as an independent stylist, if the salon already had a website, then you can kind of work in congruency with each other. But if you're, uh, if you're just independently working like I don't know, in a salon suite or something like that, or, or, um, just want to branch off on your own, then, then you can have your own right. as well. Right. But even then, like, even, you know, we were kind of talking about this before we kind of jumped into the mm-hmm. brand questions, but even as an independent right now, we're seeing salons close, right? So having your website, having an area where you could send people to shop retail, like your salon owner is not necessarily going to do that for you. You're still, in charge of your business. And, and even then so many, um, I feel like a lot of people are also branching into education. And that's why I think like having your website, it's like your home, it's your online real estate, right? You can build whatever you want off of there. You want to go into education, you can add that on, you know, you want to add more services, you want to add a retail shop. So it's kind of yours and you really get to own it, you know, whereas like, yes, if your salon owner has a uh, website, which should be like, which I think would be really great and has your photo on there and says how to book with you but that's kind of really it, you know? And so that's where I think having your own website allows you to even take a little bit more ownership and control in your business. Mm-hmm. And it's only as the salon owner, like I would want my stylist to be proactive like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't, I would be like, cool. They're wanting to grow their business because everyone wins as we're all growing. Like it's only going to be better for the salon owner and, you know, and vice versa. So yeah, absolutely. I love that you had said the it's like your own real estate. Yeah. Online real estate. Like it's yeah. so true. It's it's your own piece of identity. It is yeah, it's all about you and and what you can how you can grow your business. So, I really right. like that. Cool. Um I I totally lost my train of thought. There. <laughs> I was like I had one right on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, yeah. I've actually been uh, in the course. We have like a little bonus area where I have interviews with, um, it's kind of like this too. Like I'm just kind of interviewing people that have built their brands, doing really cool things within their brands. And uh, as on the flip side, when I'm interviewing people, I'm like, I had a question and I totally lost it. So what would you say are like the most important, like three to five most important aspects of a website. So like, what would you mainly put in your website? Right. So the first thing I would say is mapping, like before you even get to designing 
before you even get to picking out colors, fonts, pictures, you need to map out the user experience. So when your client lands on your website, you have the opportunity to convert them into booking with you. And I would say, if someone lands on your website, that means that's a really big deal. That means they either came from social media, so something that they liked about you sparked them to click that button to then want to learn even more about you. And it's like you have, it's like your first, it's like another first impression, right? So you have the opportunity to tell them exactly what you want them to know about you. Tell them exactly what you specialize in. Tell them exactly like what makes you, you and unique and the experience with you different um, without them having to dig for that information in social media. Like if you think about it, you get to lead them through everything you, they, you want them to know about you. And so for me, I, in my course, I teach like it's, I call it like my homepage formula. Um, and it's really mapping out that user experience. So again, asking yourself when someone lands on my website, what is the very first thing they're maybe going to be looking for? What is the very first thing I want them to know that I specialize in and I'm the expert in, right? What is, and then not only that, how do I make it so easy for them to book with me that they're like, they're like done, done and done. I'm going to do it. So I always say map out the user experience and get very, very clear on the content and even the words that are going to live on your website. And then you jump and, and then I would say then design, you know, making sure it's, visually pleasing, making sure that the colors and the fonts represent your brand and your values, but they're also that they're also going to connect with your ideal client at the same time. They're going to speak to them. So I, I mean, that's kind of like, I would say that's two. And then I would say photos, photos are make or break for a website too. Mm -hmm. I mean, I always recommend most of my students, I have great resources for them if they're going to be using stock photography. But I highly recommend if you're getting serious about taking ownership of your brand and your branding, book a brand photo shoot, <laughs> you know, uh, so that people can see you in your workspace. Um, do they want to see pictures of you? Like I've landed on websites before where I'm like, who's the person? Like who's behind this brand? You know, like, and if I have to dig for that, I'm like, whoop, I'm going to bounce. I'm gone. You know, <laughs> like, so yeah, I would say those are like the top three, but definitely user experience is huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's so many times that I've gotten lost on a website and you're like, I don't even know how to book. Like, right. there's just so much going on. So. Right, right. You have to make it easy. And also, um, you have to make it easy for your current clients too, to know like right away if they're landing on your website where they should go. And so again, that's something that I teach in my course. And it's really cool because I've seen um, one of our members just launched her website and I checked in with her. I was like, Hey, how was your first week of having a website? And she's like, I had 10 new client inquiries this week. That's and she's awesome. like, I don't even, she's like, I'm trying to keep up with them and trying to come up with like a nice way to respond and stuff like that. But I was like, that is the beauty of knowing exactly how you want to lead people through your website and that experience and it leads them to booking. Absolutely. I love that. So how would you get your website out there? Like what would be the best way to advertise your website or just get people actually visiting your site? So that's where, this is where I think marketing comes mm -hmm. into play. So you have your website and obviously like one thing in terms of like now 
when you launch a website, you have the opportunity to be found by search engines. So I definitely recommend making sure your website is like optimized for search. And that's kind of like just making sure you're, I would say at minimum with like, you have your page descriptions up there, you're using keywords. So if you want to be found in your area, let's say you specialize in balayage, making sure like Seattle body balayage is like sprinkled in throughout your website and those keywords. And even in like your page tags as well, like your titles of your page. So that's kind of like, I would say basic search engine optimization of being found on search engines. So when people search for you, but on the flip side of that is you have to then start marketing yourself. And that's where I think for me, I've always, I'm like a big proponent of Instagram and that's what I use to market my business. But that requires showing up consistently on Instagram. That requires coming up with engaging content and captions that are going to lead people. Like you're making that initial connection so that they do go to your page and go, Oh, I do want to book with her and then I'm going to go over to their website, you know? So, um, I always, I've talked about this in some of my classes, but like Instagram to me is that market it's marketing. And so it's, it's a party. I like to say Instagram's mm -hmm. the party, right? But when the party's over, where am I taking people? My website is the house, you know, I'm, I'm inviting them back into my space, into my office. So yeah. I think um, getting your website seen requires now you're marketing yourself. So, and being consistent with yeah. it as with anything, you have to be consistent. Absolutely. Yeah. That's something that I feel like I struggle the most with is the consistency. It's just, I need to set the time aside to do everything I need to do. And I go like in and out of my Instagram all the time. I'm great with the salon one, but when it comes to my personal one, I, yeah, it, there's so many things yeah. that, it's hard, but, um, and I know a lot of people struggle with that. So. Oh, for sure. I mean, I struggle with it too. And if anything, like, um, again, there's just so many great resources and like things out there. Like, um, I mean, I would, I like Jamie Dana has her mm -hmm. social suite. And I think what she's offering over there is so great and smart because for those that struggle with the Instagram marketing and I'm one of them, like, I'm like, sometimes a caption will come to me. And sometimes I'm like, I don't know what to talk about right now, but I know, <laughs> I know I need to show up. And like, so I love even Jamie's like social suite. It's like gives you captions and it gives you, um, photos and it's like such a reasonable investment for your business, you know? Um, so that alone. Like there's so many tools that you add our fingertips now to help us show up and be really consistent, help us show up and be great and be just ourselves, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. There's so much out there. And I actually did uh, sign up for a while with Jamie Dana's social suite. Yeah. And it was really good. Yeah. 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 It's really so great. great. And that's the thing is like, um, I just signed up for like another one that was like, cause obviously my business, it's like, I market towards um, beauty professionals, but also I don't necessarily need like captions to get clients to sit in like my chair mm -hmm. to do makeup or hair. So, mm -hmm. um, but it was again, such a great investment. And what's cool about memberships is like, you can join, take, you know, have, yeah. be in time. Maybe you might cancel. And then maybe a year later, like, Oh, I'm going to rejoin because I, you know, I need more content or whatever. Mm -hmm. So absolutely. It's great. Yeah. Um, so kind of how we had, or I had gotten introduced to you was I went to your very first Ember retreat, <laughs> which was awesome. I loved every minute of it. And it's great because I still am connected with 
a few people from the retreat. So that was really awesome just to like make connections and, and learn from some other people. Um, and so one of the things that I remember specifically you talking about, um, were branding with your fonts and your color schemes. Um, so what should we think about when we are picking these? Like, what are the important factors of thinking about your color scheme, um, and your fonts? Because obviously there's a, a million fonts out there <laughs> and a million colors. And so there's a lot to think about going into that and, and, and it really, does make a difference with the different colors that you choose when it comes to your brand. So what are some of the things that we should think about when picking um, our colors and fonts and stuff? Yeah, this is a great question. Um, so with color and fonts, I always start with there's psychology even behind mm -hmm. that. So fonts mean certain things, certain fonts mean certain things, certain colors mean certain things. So like in my course, I give the example of like green yeah, when we're talking about like, when you see the color green sometimes in marketing and advertising, it can kind of be perceived as like maybe earthy, natural, organic, maybe those kind of words pop in your mind. But then when you think of the, like the color emerald can, I think maybe a little bit more luxurious, right? Like I think maybe jewelry, emerald, very, I think of like, I can even think of like a really beautiful emerald couch that's like maybe velvet and super again chic and luxurious so again they can be per, color and fonts can be perceived differently so I think you one you first of all you need to dial in and know exactly who you are and who you're looking to market to and who that ideal client is and then you got to think about well what colors represent those things or what, what colors would be best to tell those stories or what color could be perceived as luxurious, you know, if you, and sometimes it's even all about how you're pairing it with photos and different things. So, um, so yeah, that I, I always say you have to also know, I think it's important to know a little bit of color psychology. You don't need to be an expert, but just even like Pinterest color psychology and like you will get little graphics and you might even be like, huh, oh, that's interesting. Oh, actually, you know what? That word does kind of represent me. Maybe that color might be a good representation, you know? Um, and the same thing with fonts, you know, like some fonts can be perceived as very luxurious and then others can be like laid back, like, you know, like kind of script and handwritten fonts. And even within that, there's like really pretty uh, like calligraphy looking ones that can be very soft and feminine maybe. And then there's some like that are really like um, maybe brush strokes and like kind of a little less perfect. And maybe that's a little bit more like edgy and rugged. So it's, I think it, you really got to dial in again, who you are, who you're looking to talk to, and then understanding which ones would best represent your brand. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely I love that there's yeah there's so much to know um and I I really enjoyed your talk because again like I love marketing and and the yeah. psychology behind it and there's so many things to think about and yeah. so actually in the last shutdown mm. um because we had like we had our website and we had our brand and all those things but then in the last shutdown I was like you know what I have all this time I'm gonna really sit down and like just dissect our brand and who we are and like what we want to represent. And that, what I didn't realize out of, you know, okay, yeah, you can pick your fonts, you can pick your colors, but how easy it made 
to, or how easy it was to recreate different, um, different posts or different graphics or anything, because now you have your fonts, yes, you have your colors. You don't have to think of anything else. It's just like, okay, now in in Canva, which I don't know if a lot of people know, in Canva they have um, uh, the brand kit. Yeah, the brand kit. I don't know if that's just in the pro. It's only for Canva Pro, but yeah, great. Yeah, and so like just in in the Canva Pro that you can save all your colors, you can save all your fonts, and now you just plug them in. Right. Yeah, and that made it so much easier. So yes, exactly. That's also a great thing of like, once you know that it's almost like you're setting your brand standard. Um, I like to call it, or I mean in design, like it could be called brand identity, whatever I call it like a brand style guide. Um, and so again, I always, I love analogies and like always trying to like, okay, think of it like this. Cause sometimes it could be overwhelming for people and they're like, ah, like overwhelms them and then they don't even try. But Think of like, once you nail down like your brand colors, your brand fonts, like your textures, maybe your image styles, stuff like that. It's almost like your, your business's wardrobe. It's like the Mm. closet, right? So anytime you're going to go and dress up a graphic for your business, you know exactly what your color palette is, what fonts you use, how you lay them out. So it just makes it really easy to already have like that standard set for you. Yeah. And it's just less thinking involved, yeah. which is really nice. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, so what would be like the most, um, cause I know we've talked about now we've talked about Canva, we've talked about Squarespace, we've talked about all these different, um, website tools or builders, um, and branding builders. What are some of like the most cost efficient ways to start your own website, um, and branding tools? Because there's a lot out there and some of them are paid, some of them are not, um, but it can add up at the end of the day. So for somebody, especially, I mean, for, for a salon business, you have a little bit more leniency to work with money wise, but as an individual, you might not have, um, as much wiggle room, uh, with your budget. So what are some, um, of the most cost efficient ways to start building your website? Okay. So this is really, really great that you say this. So Um, first of all, I do, I know there are some website builders that offer you, like you can have it free, but then like your domain is like, let's say it's like Piper dot squarespace.com, you know? So it's still like, there's, I think there's something about having it be your name.com. Like it's still, there's a little bit more uh, there's a more professional aspect, I think, to that. Because again, some when I've landed on websites and I could see it's like .wix.com still, I'm like, so are they all in or are they not all in? Because they didn't even take the time to like just upgrade and invest and make it like their own, you know? And I get it. I totally understand that there are investments here. But when you think about it, for example, my client, right? She invested let's just look at my, let's just walk through my course, right? It's 297. Okay. And then you got to um, upgrade, you got to buy a domain, right? So your .com, your domain's about $20, let's say. And then you got to upgrade your Squarespace. So you could pay monthly, maybe it's like $18 a month for hosting, or if you pay annual, it's like a little less. But even then, let's just say we're looking at a $500 investment or less, right? To be up and running, you own it, it's yours, it's designed beautifully. 
if you were to hire someone to do that for you, you're looking at upwards of maybe $5,000 and up. So $500 or $5,000. And then even looking at for me, breaking down $500, right? My client just said she had 10 new inquiries in her business in one week. Let's just say her average ticket is $300 a client times 10 new clients potentially coming in. I think $500 is a worthy investment. Like your return on investment's already there. You know, if that makes sense, Mm -hmm. you just need to book two clients and you've already made your money back and your website's up and running for the entire year. So that's where like, it's important for me when people talk about the investment, like you also need to think about what is that return if you did do it though? Like, what are you missing if you didn't at the same time too? If that kind of makes sense, like numbers don't lie. So if you just break it down, I think it's pretty clear. Like it's a worthy investment. And, but I would say you're looking at anywhere. I mean, and if you weren't going to do a course, you're, and you're going to figure it out on your own. Now it's just your time. What is your time worth to you? You know? So, um, but I think anyone could get up and running with a professional website for sure $500 or less. And 500 is like if you had bought a template, because even if you bought one template somewhere from most template shops, you're looking at upwards of like $200 and up, you know? So, um, or you can just do it yourself, like, and maybe you don't have a template and you're not going to have someone walk you through it, but you're going to figure it out. But again, that's your time. And you have to ask yourself, what is my time worth right now? Mm-hmm. I love that because that's that's a big thing is the investment versus cost, right? Yeah, right? And so many people are like, oh my gosh, I don't want to start this because I it's gonna cost so much money or or you know, I'm I'm concerned about budgeting and blah blah blah, all that stuff. Right. And I that's one thing like I always tell even the girls at the shop is you know, they're concerned about um, not being able to afford even a hair course or whatever, and it's like okay. But if you think about it, it's not what you're paying upfront, but it's what you're going to get the return out of it. So I love that way of explaining it and just really knowing how important a website is and the importance of it, um, of investing in it. So yeah, for sure. And I think once you even know what your potential return is, you know, like let's say you're, you want to invest in a balayage course or something like that. Right. And it's, X amount of money, but you're like, I know once I take this, once I learn this technique and I know I nail it down and I feel confident, I can raise my price by $50. What's 50 times X amount of people I will be seeing in the entire year, right? Let's just say that's a 10K return. You're like, well, and I invested $200 in a course to learn this new technique and I made this amount back, you know? I think sometimes numbers are scary. And I just now started, for me, they were, but when I started looking at things, like, and just looking at the numbers, I was like, well, that doesn't lie. And then it also kind of keeps me accountable to make sure that I'm like, okay, if I'm going to invest in this, I got to put my money where my mouth is and I got to see it through if I want to see that return. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not just the initial, okay, I got it up and running and leave it and and go. You have to constantly be building it and and working at it. And even, I mean, for myself, we're constantly updating our website too. Like it's not just up and done. Okay. What can we tweak? Or, you know, we had like seven tabs going. It's like, okay, no, what can we get rid of? So we make it simpler or adding in the different fonts or whatever it is. So yeah. 
um, branding, I've, I've, I feel like I need to make this like a t-shirt or something, but branding <laughs> is action, right? So you're constantly branding. You're never going to stop branding. It's never going to be done. I don't ever think it's going to be perfect because you're evolving. Like you're always evolving. Things are going to change. Your business might offer something and then it might not offer it. And like, even just look at big brands out there, like Coca-Cola, their branding that they did in the 1950s is completely different than their branding that they're doing now in 2020, mm -hmm. you know, and that is just the evolution. And you, it's so cool to even look and watch that, even to think about like you, when you first started to where, where you are now, you've grown, right? You, maybe you value different things now, right? Maybe you dropped other values. Maybe you brought on new values. So like, it's cool. Even for me, um, I launched my, my website, my business website about a year ago. I'm going back now and I'm refining things because I now offer a course, right? Uh, I offer different packages now. And so now that I have more clarity in my brand too, and in what I have to offer, I'm going back to my website and I'm like, looking, okay, how do I make this experience for that person that lands on there? easy to know what I do, what I specialize in and how to get in contact with me and why I'm the choice for them too, you know? So yeah, be branding. It's never done. <laughs> no, it's never done. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so lastly, like what advice would you, uh, give on keeping your brand consistent, kind of tying into what we were just talking about? Um, like when is it okay to change up? How often should you change up? Um, uh, and, and yeah, just kind of like creating that consistency out of it. Yeah. Well, obviously people can do whatever they want to do. I'm not gonna like, you know, they can, you get like, you can pick your brand and then change it the next day if you want, but that's not going to be consistent. And your client might be confused on like, who are they? Cause they keep switching. <laughs> so for me, I think, I mean, for me, like my business is, is really online. So there's a couple things you got to keep in mind. So if you're brick and mortar, you're probably not going to want to change your logo very often because then you're gonna have to change your sign. Right. And that's going to cost a lot of money. So when you're, when you're a little bit more digital, I think you have a little bit more like flexibility in saying again, like if you want to change your logo, you can change it and it's not really tied to anything. You would just have to change it on your website. I do recommend though, like for me, I I'm waiting, like I did about a year with this current branding that I'm in and I'm looking at it now and I'm like, oh, I kind of want to switch things up. Not sure if my logo is the thing, but maybe my colors, maybe I'm going to keep a couple of them the same, but maybe I'm going to add a new color in, um, and like gradually introduce that to my customers and on my Instagram so that it is, um, it's not just like, whoa, here I am, you know, like, I don't know, like it just slowly, I'm incorporating it slowly. Um, and in terms of consistency, like you have to, um, it's like, you have to, you have to say and commit to sticking with something. So I know, um, I was even talking to Don Bradley, uh, mm -hmm. you know, Don So okay. Yeah. So we were chatting and she was saying with her branding, she's like, I love it, but I want to, she kind of gets where she's like, Oh, I like this, but then I like this. And you know, um, but she made a decision. She stuck with it. And then when the time came, she's like, I switched it up, you know? So, um, I think it's like you, 
give yourself a little bit of time. You also are not going to know what's going to work and what's going to stick unless you test it and see how it's received too. So, yeah. And I think that's a hard thing with us creatives is we're always creating something new, right? So (laughs) it's hard to just stick with something for a certain amount of time and just stick with it. And so we have to, yeah, just kind of let it, let, let it, you know, work its, work its magic. And then we can move on to the next one, but just not to like consistently, uh, change it up all the time. And yeah, let it settle. No, definitely. Like I said, in the online space, you have a little bit more leniency because maybe there's not like, you know, it, you can up literally you swap out a color code and it changes on your website for you, or you start posting different graphics, but it is different when you're brick and mortar. Again, it's like, are you going to be updating your sign ever or the decals or, you know, your business cards, like those things then start to add up. Uh, Is the decor going to change because you decided you want to change a different color. So, um, it definitely, you, for sure, if you're brick and mortar, like it's important to dial it in so that you um, there's longevity in what you do decide on, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Well, I mean, I could ask you like a million more questions, but I also don't want to keep you here all day. So no, this has been so fun. I'm like, I'm so glad I clearly get really excited and passionate about this. Absolutely. (laughs) I like, I literally eat, breathe, sleep. I love it. And, um, and I've seen the difference in people's businesses, even just like when they understand it a little bit more, they show up even that much more confident online. Like they, Mm -hmm. they value themselves a little bit more. They're okay to say, Hey, this is my price. Like I know I'm worth this, you know? So it's really cool the way branding and understanding branding in our business has that effect on us as business owners. Absolutely. Awesome. Um, so lastly, before I forget, cause I always do, where can people find you? Um, and what's coming next for you in 2021? Woo! Okay. So, well, I'm always hanging out on Instagram. You can find me. It's, um, at Piper D young, please come say hi. I love, love connecting with people in my DMs. So if you listen to this episode, come say hi, let me know uh, if you learned anything. Um, and then, so you can also find me piperdyoung.com. That's my website. And my course that just launched is called the web shop lounge. So if you go to my website, you'll find all the details about my course. And in terms of next year, 2021, I would say I'm really wanting to support my students even more. And so some of the things we're adding into the course for next year are like how to incorporate blogging into your website and into your business. (laughs) And then we're also adding in um, incorporating online, you know, a retail shop with your website and your business. And then, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm just going to put this out there. I work with a lot of course creators and I feel like that's the next thing. People are always asking me like, how do you create a course or how do I make a digital product that I can sell? So that might be something I might add in for my students next year is like creating digital products or going into education a little bit more Mm -hmm. um, because I know it's, it's a desire for people in our industry. And so that, that's kind of with my course, the web shop lounge, that's kind of what's coming next year. And then personally, 
I'm more than likely going to be launching my own podcast. And so oh, I'm soon. super excited for that. <laughs> I'm like, I'm putting it out there now. So yeah. <laughs> yeah um, I do have a name for it and I, I'm really excited to get that started. I've already started the branding and design process for that. So it's been fun and I need to have you on my podcast then too. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that's awesome. It's funny. Actually, yesterday I was interviewing somebody else and uh, they're wanting to do a podcast for next year too. So they were asking me a bunch of questions and, uh, it's just funny. Cause like, I mean, now we're into this digital age now, right? So now's the time to get online and podcasts are growing. So they are. And even then, like for me, um, when I first started my business, I love creating content. Like I said, I'm constantly in creation mode just in my DNA. And, um, and so when I first launched my business, I blogged. And so I, I have blogs on my website. If you want to learn about colors and typography, all the stuff I talk about, there's more than likely a blog on my website as well for you. (laughs) Um, but now going into next year, I was kind of like, what's going to be my main content piece for next year? Is it, am I going to do some blogs again or am I going to do a podcast and um actually years ago I used to do like hosting like video hosting and so mm-hmm. I got to interview different companies brands and celebrities and so um it's kind of I love interviewing people so I think it'll be fun it's like another extension of that but now I get to almost like celebrate and highlight the people that I love in this industry and my friends and giving them a platform to share their stories, I think is really special. So I can't wait. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Secret Life of a Hairstylist. I truly, truly, truly hope you enjoyed it. And don't forget to take a screenshot of this episode, share it to your Instagram stories and tag Piper and myself in this episode for a chance to win a one-on-one branding mentorship hour with Piper DeYoung. As always, remember to rate and review this episode so that I can continue to share all these goodies with you. So hope you have a great new year as we wrap up 2020 with our final episode. And I cannot wait to share with you what I have in store for next year. So until then, have a great New Year's and we will talk to you soon.